Hello and welcome to the Village Church Podcast. My name is John and we are glad to have you join us. We work to deliver our most recent preaching content to you as soon as possible, so let's get into God's Word together. Happy New Year to you. That's when you say Happy New Year to you as well. It's, it's, it's okay, I know, we're, we're, we're in church. Everybody needs to sit as stiff and still as we possibly can. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year. It's 2023. Who thought we would get there? Who thought we'll get to 2023? I wasn't sure, but we got here. The old year has passed away and the new has come. If you're curious where our text will be and you know that reference, you can find your way there and I'll call it out in just a second. At exactly 12 o'clock midnight, zero minutes and zero seconds, all resemblance of 2022 as being present died. The year 2022 serves as nothing now but historical reference and record. It's never going to be current ever again. It is a new year. And though we are just over 10 hours, almost 11, into the new year, we're still going to see and deal with the remnants of last year for a long time. Just as last year we dealt with the remnants of the years before that. As a matter of fact, we're dealing with the remnants of what happened when time began, aren't we? It's just rolling over. However, it is a new year. 2 Corinthians, the 5th chapter, the 17th verse, is where I want to call our attention to this morning. Most know me as a preacher who works very carefully through chapter and verse, book by book, over and over, old and new and old and new and back and forth. But on this New Year's Day, this Sunday, God's people gathered together. I thought that it was very right for us to focus on something new. The Bible does not leave the topic of new things alone for a moment. The entire book from Genesis 1 to Revelation 22 is full of things becoming new. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, I want to call our attention to this one singular verse. Chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, as we have sung your praise, as we have offered prayer to you, we come now in a moment, the most serious of moments, to consider your word, to consider the work that you have done, and how we ought to live as your people because of the work that you have done. I pray, Father, for understanding in the heart and mind of everyone here gathered. I pray, Father, that your spirit would enlighten and open hearts and eyes and minds. Father, that ears would hear. And I pray that this New Year's Day may be a new day for someone here. Father, we praise you for your word. And I pray that as we consider your word, Father, that you would humble the sinner to repentance and to salvation. God, I pray that holiness will be promoted through the preaching and teaching of your word today in the gathering of your saints. I pray that the holiness of your people will be promoted among us. 
And may we ever always exalt Christ the Savior. It's in his name that we pray. Amen. For the note takers in the room, I have one goal for us here this morning from this simple verse. That goal being this, that you would be able to answer the question, that I would be able to answer the question, that we as the people of God would be able to answer this question. Am I in Christ? To those that have been in church for a long time, when you saw the passage, you thought, of course, this is where a pastor would turn to on New Year's Day. The, the new has come, the old is gone, it's New Year's Day. But you'll notice that my question was not, are you new or are you old? My question was, are you in Christ? The answer to if you are old or if you are new is answered by answering the first question. Are you in Christ? When we deepen our understanding of what God has done for us, the magnificent work of bringing salvation to a lost and wretched people, we will glorify and experience God in new and greater ways as we live for him in this life. Old and new, keeping the question in front of us, am I in Christ? Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is new, the old has passed. So the very verse here in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 is saying that there is a point in time where one thing became something else. Old and new, what? He says creation, but he's not talking about all of creation. He's not talking about every created thing. The apostle writes and says, if any one is in Christ, he's talking about humanity. He's talking about mankind. It doesn't take us long to come to the conclusion that we're talking about people and not things. If any tree is in Christ, it's a new creation. We, we, would, we wouldn't stand to hear that. If any, if any dog or cat or farmyard animal is in Christ, it's a new creation. We wouldn't, we wouldn't stand for that. The affection of God's eye is on humanity. He loves people, his creation. Old and new what? His creation. Every English version in the Bible, I'm reading from the English Standard Version this morning. You may have NIV, KJV, NASB, NLT. I'm sure there's any number of translations in the room this morning. Every translation of the English Bible renders that creature or creation, minus the new living who took a wild stab at it and just said person. If anyone is in Christ, he's a new person. Thankful for the new living translation at times. There are two churches represented in this morning's gathering. God be praised. Both churches having a firm grasp on the creation order and the truth of creation. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 and 27. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. And that verse, owing to Trinitarian theology, the thought of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit present at creation, the truth in that. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. Nothing else among the creation of God like man. Absolutely nothing like man among creation. So that there is no mistake on the part of those listening today. Mankind is not an evolutionary product of one being to another. Mankind is created, body, mind, and soul, by God, for God's glory, and being generated in no other way. 
that is the subject. If any one is in Christ, man, woman, young, old, in this room, created by God for God's glory. Now let's wrestle with old and new. Most of us are probably aware that when it says old, we'll deal with the negative first because for whatever reason we don't like old in this life anymore. Everything's going to be new. It's a new year. I need a new phone. I need a new car. I need new clothes. Everything has to be new for us. It doesn't take long for us to understand that old here is not referencing age or experience. The old has passed away. This is a direct reference to the fallen sin condition of mankind. The old man, the flesh, the earthly life, the worldly life, the unregenerate life. The doctrine of original sin has been challenged for centuries. And there may even be people here today who maybe have questioned or wrestle with the thought of man being sinful from the beginning. Every man, every human, sinful since Adam. It's been challenged for centuries. It remains under attack today. I read nauseating articles from the old year this past week as I considered this verse. Articles from 2022. This is not something that's been challenged in years past. This is something that is challenged right now. There are babies in the room. And there are expecting mothers in the room. And no one likes the thought of those children being born as sinful. But they are. They are in need of redemption, grace, and mercy. David goes so far as to say from the womb, in iniquity, did my mother conceive me? <clears throat> we humans like to think of ourselves as pretty good. We tend to think that by not doing bad, we are good. And this line of thought ignores the deep biblical truth that there is not one who is good. Not one. And when we consider in this verse where it says, the old has passed away, we can understand that all of us are born old and in need. Adam's sin in the garden broke mankind. Romans teaches us, chapter 5, verse 12, that Adam's sin has caused every descendant of his race, Adam's race, every descendant of Adam to be born into sin and to be a sinner. This is why Christ is at time referred to as the second Adam, the new Adam, The Bible is very clear in describing the old man, and this is where I want you to think. Pastor, we came to church on New Year's Day, and you're going to talk about the old man? You bet I am. So if there's any time that we need to be reminded of the gospel truth, it's at the beginning of something new. We need to walk as Christians forward into a new year, being reminded of the deep truth of the gospel, that no one is good, but there is a solution. And so let's talk about the old man for a moment. The Bible is very clear. Would you turn with me? Keep your place in 2 Corinthians. Turn with me over to Galatians, the fifth chapter. Galatians chapter 5. The old creature is evidenced by works of the flesh. Chapter 5, very popular passage, the 19th verse. Now the works of the flesh are Evident, clear, unmistakable, not something that we look and go, I'm not sure if that person knows Jesus or not. 
When we look at the works of the flesh, we know there is a great struggle in that soul. They may not know Jesus. The works of the flesh are evident. The old creature is evidenced in the works of the flesh. And what are they? Oh, they're a list of awful words that I don't even want to read out loud, but God gave them to us. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, Paul, I wonder how emphatic he was in his writing. I wonder what kind of sermon the Galatians would have received had Paul preached this message to them instead of writing it to them. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. The old creature, the old creation, the old man is not something that inherits the kingdom of God. Turn over Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Go to Colossians chapter 3. The Apostle Paul, inspired by God and moved by the Holy Spirit to write, did not leave the identity of the old flesh something for us to guess at. Something for us to not be sure of. I don't know if I'm new or if I'm old or what I am. The Bible gives us the litmus test that God set to know if we are old or if we are new. Colossians, the third chapter, verse 5. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly. There's that thought again. Earthly, old man, earthly in you. And he says to the church at Colossae, look at sexual immorality, impurity. Same two that he starts off. The letter in the Galatians chapter 5, verse 19, the same to sexual morality. Man, the, the culture is so sexually charged. It always has been. And it's always been defiling God's design. It's always been going after the pursuit of its own flesh. Sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Look what verse 6 says. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. This, I'm reading it. This is a note to make for the new person we'll talk about in a moment. In these, you too once walked when you were living in them. You once walked when you were living in them. But now, you must put them all away. And here's more identity of the old man. You must put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Verse 9, do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices. You might want to underline verse 7 and verse 8. But now you must, when we start to consider the new man in just a moment, we're going to think about the reality of our own responsibility in putting off these sinful things. But now you must put them away. 1 John chapter 3, you don't have to turn there, says that old creatures don't practice righteousness. You may have the appearance of what is good, but your deeds are evil, and you're not new. New creatures practice righteousness. Old creatures practice unrighteousness. And John, in 1 John chapter 3, so vividly paints the picture. Those who are born of God do not make a practice of sinning because they are born of God. No one who is born of God keeps on sinning. 
1 John so clear about the change in identity of old and new man and how we are able to test ourselves and the fruit of those professing to be believers around us if you are new or if you are old. The Bible warns that continuing to live the old life, there is only the fearful expectation of God's wrath-filled judgment. For every old creature, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, to be old is to be unregenerate, to be a lawbreaker in need of having the record cleared. This is the importance of the gospel message. The gospel is the message by which God shows his love for humanity and the work through which God redeems humanity from their law violation. To be old is to be unregenerate, to be a lawbreaker in need of having the record cleared, to be a dead man needing new life. The question we asked this morning was, are you in Christ? Am I in Christ? As we consider the old, are these things what identify you? Is your life known by these things? But let's not stay there because the gospel doesn't stay there. In considering this verse, we have a very easy catapult to the good news. The bad news is, you're sinner. And you need to be changed. Notice, I didn't say you need to change. You need to be changed. You are in need of something happening to you. You must be made new. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation to be new. In biblical word, the Greek word here for the word new is the word kainos. I'm such a Greek expert. That's how I had to type it out so that I would say it properly. Kainos, the Greek word. It has two meanings, and I found them particularly interesting as we consider old and new creation. To be new, two biblical uses. One, regarding form, recently made, fresh, unused, unworn. Two, regarding substance of a new kind unprecedented, novel, uncommon, unheard of. Well, pastor, to be new would mean to be a Christian, right? Yes. Pastor, Christians are hardly novel. They're hardly new. They're hardly unprecedented. I mean, Christians, man, in Acts we read where they were first called Christians. Yeah, but biblical Christians, those that are new because of Christ's work, I agree, these definitions may seem a bit odd, but when we consider that God's word uses words to describe his people like peculiar, when God's word uses thoughts to describe his people as the world thinks it's strange when you don't fall into sin with them anymore, we are to be changed in form and in substance, and we're not able to do it. We are needing to be made new. We are by birth old. What mankind has needed since Adam's fall in the garden is to be new. Jesus said in John 3, You cannot inherit the kingdom of heaven unless you are born again. And puzzling a great teacher of Israel. You're a teacher and you don't understand. You need to be made new. Made new of the spirit. 
We need what Paul described as God-given in Titus chapter 3, the washing of regeneration and the renewal of the Holy Spirit. We need, as Ephesians 2 says, to be made alive with Christ. It's interesting when we talk about being new, and as I stand in a room of, I pray to God, many, if not all, professing Christians. I pray. If you're not, I want to talk with you. You find me after this service, and let's talk about being a new creation in Christ Jesus. I pray that for many in the room today, you are new in Christ Jesus. I pray that you are wrestling down the answer to this question. But what has made you new? You're not new because you're sitting here. You're sitting here because you're new. You're not new because you stand behind a beautiful pulpit and hit it a few times and use loud words to a group of people that are a captive audience. You're not new because you sang songs or played an instrument. You're not new because you turned lights on. You're not new because you do good. All of those things are products of being made new. Are you in Christ? Are you new? When a sinner, by the converting work of the Holy Spirit, becomes a Christian, when they are baptized, they declare in the words of Romans 6-4 that they have been buried in the likeness of Christ's death, and they have been raised to walk in newness of life. Yes, they have believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. When a person is made alive by God in Christ, they become new in form and substance. They carry themselves differently. Why? We sing the ancient song. It's really not ancient. It's from the 1900s, so it's not that old. Life is worth the living because he lives new in form and substance. We carry ourselves differently. Life is worth living. I walk differently. I talk differently. I think differently. Does it happen like that? In some and others, it's a process. In everyone, it's a process. In some, it's a quick process. I lived a very sheltered life as a child growing up, my parents seeking to protect me from the wiles and schemes of the devil. It was my own sin that led me astray in my 20s. I saw it. I liked it. I pursued it. I did not deny the flesh. I gave in to the flesh. And I walked and looked like the world. I looked and acted like the old, not the new. I had to wrestle down, am I in Christ? Plenty of well-meaning, well-intentioned Christians and churches all across our land. I pray, it seems that many closed their doors today, what a shame, but I pray that many churches are open and I pray that many Christians are genuine in their confession of faith, but know this, there are many who are sitting in churches somewhere who are not new in Christ. They look the part, they act the part, they do what's necessary to not be questioned and they just keep on living an old life, never knowing Christ the Savior never being known. Christ says, I will say to you, depart from me. I never knew you. It must be new in form and new in substance. I do different things. I say different things. I think different things because not just my form has changed. Plenty can have a change of form and never have a change in substance. Are you new? The Bible, as it doesn't leave the old man alone, also does not leave the new man alone. 
Galatians chapter 5, continuing on from where we were in the evident work of the flesh, goes on to talk about new creatures bearing the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, manifesting, evidencing themselves as the work of the flesh is evident. When you are new through faith in Christ and the Spirit has changed your life, you begin to manifest newness. Wow, you're a patient person now, and you didn't used to be. Wow, you love differently, and you used to be angry, but now there's joy, and wow, you used to do that, but now there's self-control. What is going on with you? I'm new, and the old has passed away. Ephesians chapter 2 says that new creatures do good works that God has prepared for them to do. I love Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. We are God's workmanship in Christ, prepared beforehand for good works that we would walk in them. Not that we would see the good work and know what the good work is and think about the good work and walk away from it, but that we would do the good work before us. Good works, an evidence of being new, not what makes us new, an evidence of what is produced because of what we are as new. Ephesians 2.10, new creatures do good works. Colossians 3, I love this passage of scripture. You can go back to it. I would encourage you to. 3.10 through 17. You could read one verse every day this next week and dwell on and ponder God's word about what we are to do as new creatures. Colossians 3, I'll summarize 10 through 17. New creatures put on a new self. Having put off the old self, clothe yourself then. Verse 12 says, They put on love, which binds together in perfect harmony. They let the peace of Christ rule in their heart. They let the word of God dwell in them richly. They operate in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ with thankful hearts. What I'm doing in talking about new is demonstrating the responsibility that God has put on all of us as his people to walk in newness of life. Only by the love of the Father, only by the blood of the Savior, and only by the sealing of the Holy Spirit are we made new. There is no other way. And not only are we made new, I want you to pay attention to this underlying thought in this verse that when I read it, utterly captivated me. Look with me. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ... He is a new creation. Yeah, pastor, we know. Look what it says after that. Yeah, pastor, we know. The old has, what? Passed away. The old has passed away. Passed away. I literally wrote, the old has died. Paul wrote, I've crucified myself and its sinful desires. I'm dead and no longer live. It's Christ that lives in me. The old has passed away. Before we get too caught up in thinking about our old selves, I've shared with you a bit of my old self. Maybe you're thinking of your old self. Remember the old man? Remember 2022? It was like 13 hours ago. Right? Remember the old man? Maybe the old man was 13 hours ago too. I don't know. Praise God, did you hear this morning if he was? Remember all the garbage? 
Paul says, one thing I do, forgetting what is behind. But what does he have to admit in saying he forgets it? He remembers that it's there. Forgetting what is behind. Remember all of the old man? Yeah, pastor, I remember the old man. I don't want to. I know you don't want to. Nobody wants to. I don't want to, but we've got to. We've got to remember the old man. We can't get rid of 2022. It's gone, passed away if we remember it. We're still dealing with the side effects from it. The old man has passed away. But I want you, remember in the question I asked this morning, am I in Christ? I made a statement briefly. When we deepen our understanding of what God has done for us, we will glorify him in a greater way and experience life with him in a greater way as we live for him. When the old man passes away, Colossians puts it like this, chapter 2, neighborhood of the 12th verse. He's canceled the record of debt that stood against you. Do you understand? Old promises are now dead. Pastor, I need some help with that. Okay, let me help you. The wages of sin is death. The old man deserves death. That's the promise for the old creature. When the old creature becomes new, new promises are given through the work of the Son, by the power of the Spirit, according to the love of the Father. We inherit something new, and what was old is no more. I don't have a record of debt that stands against me so that when I come before the throne of a holy God above where he will say, I'm sorry, John, no, I hold this against you. No, canceled. Old is gone. The old man is gone and the old promises that the old man deserved are gone. Old things pass away. Old promises made new for us. The fearful expectation of God's wrath-filled judgment. Every person should shudder at that thought. Even under the grace of God, looking forward to the eternal hope through Jesus Christ, the wrath-filled judgment of God should cause us to tremble because we deserved it. And just as the Israelites in Exodus were passed over by the blood of the Lamb, so too are we passed over by the blood of a Lamb. And that wrath does not come to us. Instead of expecting wrath-filled judgment, we now long and anticipate for the return of Christ in an eternity with Him. And so, are you in Christ? We consider old, the identity of the old man, So we consider identities of the new man. The evidence of the the flesh is obvious. The work of the flesh is obvious. The work of the spirit should be obvious if you are new. Are you in Christ? I came up with three answers, and maybe you'll have another one, but I want to walk us through these three answers this morning, and I want you to be seeking Christ in your heart. Believers, if you would join me in prayer for everyone in the room, God, stir hearts. Are you in Christ? You may be here this morning and your answer may be no. No, the old creature that you just described is me and I am terrified of the judgment of God. I am not new. Remember, I would say that because the things we do don't make us new. I remember living a life of intellectual assent. I remember walking out of salvation that was because of what I knew, not because of who I knew. 
I remember this. And you can come in here and know a lot of things, but do you know the king? Do you profess Christ as Lord? No, I'm I'm old. Can, Can you help me? Yeah, there's help for you. Praise God that you're here this morning. If that's you in the quiet of your heart, praise God you're here. Scripture calls to you this New Year's Day. Repent and believe the gospel. God put you in this room to hear hope of Jesus Christ. Repent and believe the gospel. Trust Christ. Call upon his name. Receive God's mercy. By his grace be saved. Be made new. How do I do that? Romans says, call on the name of the Lord. It is before God that we will all stand. Every one of us, sinner and saint. On what basis do you stand before me and on what basis should I give you entrance into my kingdom? Foul I to the fountain fly. Wash me, Savior, or I die. Naked to the cross I cling. I'm empty-handed, Lord. I have nothing. But I plead Jesus as my Lord. His blood has washed me, made me clean. It's not on our own merit. You're responsible in the work of Christ, but it is because of what Christ has done for you. Romans says, call on the name of the Lord. Believe in the heart and be justified. Use your mouth and confess him as Lord. If you walk through this life never telling anyone that Jesus is Lord, what evidence is there that you're new? For those who have been bought by the blood of Jesus Christ, they tell people, I'm saved because of the work of Christ. Jesus has saved my soul. I've repented of sin. I'm walking after him. New creatures talk about Jesus. I can't explain the miracle moment and how it happens. When the Holy Spirit brings a dead life to new life, in an instant, the unregenerate become the saved. The lost become found. I'm in Christ, pastor, but I don't feel so new. I want to tell you that this is the category for me a lot. I'm in Christ, Pastor, but I don't quite feel so new. Man, I wonder if we were to take a collection in this room of the moments of discouragement and failure. I wonder how heavy that bucket would be by the time we were done. I feel that the most. Just discouraged. I, I, I know that I'm new in you, Christ. I keep fighting this, though. I was struck this past week by a line from Colossians chapter 3, verse 10. It says this, just a brief line in the verse. It says this, Having put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. What's your point, Pastor? Having put on the new self, which is being renewed. Faith with Christ is not a one and done. It's an every day, every waking minute of our life to turn in faith to Christ. We are dependent on him. The new self, which is being renewed. We only think of old things as being renewed. I was the old man. I've been renewed. Yes. And your new man needs to be renewed every day. Continually turning to Christ. The new creature must come to dependency on Christ. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, look, he is 
a new creation. I would have a show of hands, but I just simply know we all wrestle with our own insufficiency. We all wrestle with our own doubts. We all wrestle with our own sin struggles in this life. So I know that every professing believer in this room has struggles that lead them to the point of saying, I'm in Christ, but I don't feel new. I have this word of encouragement for you. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Praise God that my eternal destiny does not hinge on how I feel right now. It's hanging on the work of Christ. And it's not going to fail. The work of Christ is not going to fail. He's able to save his own to the uttermost. I don't have to worry about, Lord, I'm coming to you, but I don't feel like you should love me. And he looks back and says, but I do. I don't feel so new today, Lord. I'm in Christ. I read my Bible. I prayed, but man, I'm struggling today. I know you are a child, but I struggled once too, and I won. And because I won, you're coming with me because I've saved you new. He is If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Are you in Christ? Maybe you resonate with this answer. I think I bounce between the last, these two. I'm in Christ, but I don't feel new. That happens a lot. And then there's this one. I'm in Christ as imperfect as I am. The village church is used to me saying, give me a minute, I'll let you down. I I, I do my best, but... I'm only human, and everything in this life is broken. I'm in Christ, imperfect as I am. Paul says, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I look forward to the upward call of God in Christ. New, oh, praise God. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. If you are in Christ this morning, the old man, like the year 2022, simply stands now as historical record, a point of reference. If you are in Christ as a new creation, the old man has now become nothing but a testimony to the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ, to the work of of God in saving your soul, the work of the Spirit in regenerating you to newness of life, the hope that you have of eternity with him. Are you in Christ? Let's pray. Father, it is only because of the work of Jesus that we can stand here today, and I thank you for giving me strength to do so. I pray, Father, that your word has spoken to the hearts of those gathered. I thank you, God, for speaking to my own heart. Father, I pray, help us to walk responsibly in newness of life. Help us, Father, we see you calling us to put off the old self, but it is hard, it is tempting. Oh, Father, strengthen your people to cast off old flesh, earth ways, Help us to stop sinning and to put on the new self. Help us, God, to walk in love. Help us to walk forgiving one another. Help us, Father, to let the peace of Christ rule in our heart. Help us, Father, to let the word of God dwell in us richly. And help us, 
to do all things in the name of your Son, giving thanks. Father, you are good. And I pray for those that are here wrestling with whether they are old or new. God, I pray that by the power of your Spirit, you would speak to them and save them and give them the assurance of knowing I am new. I am in Christ. I am new. Father, we commit this new year to you. We thank you for bringing us through a year that is now done and gone and there is nothing we can do about anything that has happened. Help us, Father, to walk forward in newness of life, having been buried in the likeness of Christ's death and raised in the likeness of his resurrection to walk in newness of life. I pray for every professing, baptized believer in this room, God, to walk forward anticipating your return. We say, Lord, come quickly. Through Jesus we pray. Thank you for joining us this week. If you have any questions about anything you just heard or if we can pray for you, please contact us at info at Until next time, stay in God's word.